Welcome to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, where our goal is to connect listeners to the great outdoors with hosts Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. I'm host Ben Brandell, owner of Meant to Be Outdoors, instructor of outdoor skills, and passionate about personal growth. I'm host Brian Hoffmeyer, wildlife biologist and avid outdoorsman. Welcome back to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast. It is time for a Myth Monday episode. I am your host, Brian, with my co-host, Ben Brandell. And today, we're going to be talking a little deer hunting. It is deer season. We're going to be talking uh, kind of about a deer myth. This one, I'm not going to say highly controversial, but you really have two camps with this one, and I've been in both of them uh, throughout my life. We're talking about whether you pee when you're deer hunting. Can you do it? Should you hold it? Should you go in a bottle? And I have been on both sides of this throughout my life. Can't wait to share why, which one I I do now and maybe some science to to back that up. There's also a group of guys that um, take it a step further and maybe actually pee in and around the area that they're hunting on purpose for hunting reasons. Mm. And we'll just, we'll have to talk that out and see what, what works, what doesn't. Yes. But before we get into our woodlands bathroom habits let's share something that we're thankful for you know this week um on two different occasions i've had uh, somebody reach out and and somebody in person come up to me and uh, share that they've been listening and even share what they learned and i'm so thankful for that you know friends family it may not be strangers but even sometimes when we meet strangers and we share that we have a podcast and they just show this interest they want to write it down Ooh, what's the name how do you spell it i appreciate that so much you know we (laughs) We aren't eloquent, we aren't well-spoken, but just because uh, people care, uh, they're they're willing to, to give us a shot, and I'm very thankful for that. I'm thankful for the growing audience, um, and if you are a listener, uh, help us grow, share with some other people. So thank you to everybody, um, not only that listens, but especially those that are, are willing to to share that they're listening and, and, and share what they've learned. I'm thankful for people that um, instill wisdom in us. You know, there's been a lot of people um, that have just shared helped and I, without them we wouldn't even have a podcast so just again really thankful for people that have already experienced things that we haven't yet been able to share that information yeah it's kind of like we're going we're going down this kind of an unknown trail we don't know where it, where it leads or definitely not where it ends um but we keep going coming to these intersections and, and there's people there to to encourage and guide us and uh, uh provide some of that wisdom and god just keeps sending people into our path for that and we're, we're really yeah. thankful for that because there there's days we need it and uh so we were, we're thankful for what god is doing and, and how people are, are allowing themselves to be used uh by god yeah and there are people that that are catching me off guard like people that i wouldn't even think um god had sent you right. know so yeah again really thankful that uh, to have those people all right you ready to jump into this one let's jump so and you know as far as myth mondays go this is probably um, this is probably the one we've done that gets most into the the opinion world. Mm-hmm. This one really, really could just be opinion. Right. I'm gonna share some science to try to make it. Well, it's it's gonna you're gonna share science to help with your viewpoint. Right. Right. Because that's that's why you would choose a side because you have you're saying you have the knowledge that's gonna back and support. All right. So let let's go back several years. Um. When I was in college, bow hunting, uh, I would drive to where I where I was hunting, and I would set the entire day. I would get there before the sun came up, and I would stay in that tree stand until the sun went down. And I loved it. I loved what I, how many deer I got to see, and uh, 
it's hard to argue with that if you want to harvest a deer, especially a mature buck, the more time you spend out there, the better your odds are, right? Your right. odds go up more and more. And it, and it's actually proven that the average number of sets, so the average number of times hunting before somebody harvests their target animal is 11 for an archery hunter. So 11 times as an archery hunter before you harvest wow. your, your target animal. And so sometimes you've got less than that and sometimes you have double or more than that. So that can be a lot of times in the woods. So the more time you spend out there, the better your odds are. But you're not going to sit in a tree stand all day long and not use a restroom. Right. You're yeah. going to take water, sometimes snacks. Nature calls. Nature calls. Go. So you have to go. Well, during that time, I was just under this impression, you know, I was really getting into that scent control thing, really trying to control my scent because if you want to harvest a, a mature whitetail, if they smell you, it's over. Mm -hmm. Even if they smell you and you don't know it and you're spending more and more days out there, they've already smelled you. They're out of the area because you've, you've blown it out. They, they know there is a predator there now in, in making that area their habit. So they're not going to come spend time there. So really taking the scent control thing serious. Well, of course, urine's going to smell, right? Mm -hmm. And so I just kind of made this preconceived notion on my own that I'm not going to put this scent of my urine out because I don't want to mess up this area. And it's really kind of gross because you end the day and you've got this backpack with bottles of urine in it. And, and as gross as that sounds, there are a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of hunters that do that. And a lot of them are very serious in the camp of, I'm not putting my smell out there. They're going to know it's a human. They're going to run away. I'm going to go use the bathroom in this bottle. Well, when I started working in the hunting industry after college, talking with peers, working with biologists with a lot more education and experience than myself, then diving into research, I learned that it really is probably, can't say with certainty, but it really probably is okay to use the bathroom to urinate while deer hunting. And so I changed my habit and I observed no changes in the amount well, of deer I was seeing. Let, let me clarify to those that may not hunt that often or or um, maybe haven't hunted at all. Um, when he's talking about urinating in the wilderness, mm -hmm. right? We're talking about mo majority of the time, people are going to be in a stand, a deer stand yeah, that's off 15, the ground. 15, 20 feet 15 up. to 20 feet. And so when nature calls, you have to make the decision, am I going down and using the bathroom? But then yeah. you also have the decision that, that people are making today of, well, do I just do it from the top of this tree stand? Right. Right. So when you have to use the restroom, when you're going to go, some people, like Brian was just saying, could stay in their tree stand and they could go yeah. in well, a bottle. Well, going up and down, you can't do that perfectly quiet. No. No, it's, it is a lot. Well, let's just say you could do it quiet. There's still a lot of movement. I mean, you are completely climbing up an exposed ladder up yeah. and down. That's, that's against your tree. Well, so they, Yeah. Then you even go down the road of different types of tree stands because if you're in a climbing stand... Oh, that's a lot of noise. You're making of, some noise when yeah. you go up and down that tree. Yeah, a climbing, a climbing stand doesn't have a ladder. You're losing. Usually, you are using the actual tree stand you're standing in to climb up the tree with, right. um, top and bottom. So, so just what we're talking about is the smell of urine, of humans' urine, in the area that you're hunting. Whether right. you got down and went, or you stood from the top of this tree stand and let it let it go. Correct. Right. Absolutely. Um, and so I I changed my habit and I I didn't. Uh, see any difference as a matter of fact there were times that after i used the restroom out of the tree stand younger bucks would actually come up and stick their nose in it mm -hmm. and so now i'm thinking well 
they definitely didn't run away. But then you still have questions. Well, what about a mature buck? What about those those wiser animals that have been out learning all the threats? Um, and then, uh, and I'll shout out Adam Keith with with Landon Legacy. He he was like, well, haven't you ever haven't you ever made a, a mock scrape mm-hmm. with your urine? And I was like, well, no. And then so he started. We made these scrape lines, and a scrape is actually actually right now um, for us this area this middle to end of October. It's peak scrape time, and what happens? They'll usually find a branch, and they have glands around their head, and they will rub scent their scent glands on this branch. They call it a licking branch, and they'll lick all over it, leave their scent, but on the ground, and they'll scrape away all the leaf litter, any duff, and you'll have this I don't know two by three foot circle that's just down to the bare ground. And what they do, they urinate and they poop in it, and that is their communication. That scent is a huge communication in the deer world. So this time of year. There, you'll find scrapes up and down the edges of roadways or fields, usually edged areas. If you find this bare circle on the ground, you'll usually see a low-hanging limb right above it. Uh, so we're making imitation ones of those to try to get bucks using that area, drawing them in for curiosity. We would put trail cameras on them. And when you make one, usually within 24 hours, there, there are bucks coming and checking that out. They want to know what that urine smell is that's there. Who's this new person in my territory? They're going to mark it to let let you know if you're another buck that, hey, this is me. This is my spot. So, so when you it guys does were, work. When you guys are doing that, though, you aren't using um, animal urine from the store. You're talking about making a scrape by using human Correct. urine. Correct. Our yep. own urine. Yep. Our own urine. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. So now my wheels are really turning and I'm really getting away from this really kind of having this almost relief, like this monkey shed off my back of, I don't have to sit here and hold it till I just can't bear it anymore and then and then go in a bottle. Because uh, it, it just seemed crazy. I was almost laughing that I did it for so long because now I could just go out of my stand and it was a relief. But then talking to other people, there's this this whole other camp of, you're crazy. You're a human. You smell like a human. That That is human pee. They know it, especially mature bucks. They're not going to come around. You're not going to harvest mature bucks if you've done that. And then my side of that is, well, I've, I have or I've filmed mature bucks and mature does being harvested around human-scented. Shouldn't say human-scented because even when you're making a mock scrape, you don't want to leave your scent. You should be kind of in scent-free attire with rubber boots on, trying not to actually step in it. You don't want to actually walk in it, um, but leaving human urine in it. So what you're saying then is human urine doesn't leave behind human scent, right? So that's right. that's what we're sharing. That's what you're sharing right now. So let let's really talk about urine because everybody everybody knows a little bit about urine. We know what pee is. You'll hear people. A lot of people say, "Well, well pee is sterile." So what what is actually in urine? Well, urine for all animals, ninety five percent of it. I shouldn't say all animals. Let's talk all mammals because right. when you get into birds and reptiles, you've got your urine and feces mixing together making urea and that's a whole different story let's right. talk mammals Mammals, yes all mammal urine is 95 percent of water 95 percent. then you've got these same components in all mammal urine you've got ammonia urea sodium chloride potassium and creatinine that's all that's in all mammal pee right what is different and is different for every single person no matter how similar they are they could be identical twins their urine is going to be different with the pheromones and hormones that are in there. And that's why deer communicate so differently. But deer don't are not just genetically predisposed to know 
what urine is what. They have to learn that. Mm-hmm. They have to learn that. So if you are wearing sneakers that your dog slept on and that you smell like human on and you're stepping in this scrape and then so they're now associating human smell with this urine, they can connect the dots on that. They can. But they don't just come out knowing what human urine is. Mm-hmm. So there's this curiosity there. Um, there's there's this curiosity when they smell a new mammal urine. What is this? And you have to think, urine is everywhere. If you go out to the forest, how many animals that live out there? There's squirrels and mice and rats and, and, and groundhogs and coyotes and foxes and raccoons and possums. Guess what, guys? They all pee. Mm-hmm. So if deer, every time they smelled a predator, which humans are a predator to deer, if every single time they smelled a predator in the woods, what would they be doing their whole life? Well, constantly running. They'd just be running around like crazy, doing everything. And you have to think, when they smell urine, it's not telling them what's there right now. It's telling them what was there. So if you're walking through the woods and you find bear poop, you know there's bear in the area, but you don't look around and see a bear. So you know there was a bear here, but there's not a bear here right now. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so deer... They do communicate through their urine. That's why that that's why they make scrapes. So they can learn each other through that urine as well. But there there's probably this confusion when they smell human urine. Like, what is this? I I don't really understand. Um, I know it's a mammal. I know it's in a scrape. So they may even try to take that over. They may frequent it. But even if it's just a mock scrape out in front of your stand that's brand new and they've never visited, it, if they're coming down a trail and it draws their curiosity and holds them for a minute, that may give be enough time to present you a shot. So if you are making mock scrapes around your stand, I always recommend doing it in a spot that you can you can shoot. You Whether it's bow or gun, you can harvest the animal from that scrape. Don't do it someplace that they're going to be held up where you can't make, take a shot. So I've got a question. Mm-hmm. You've been talking about, well, because we we're in archery season right now, but you also have a time called the rut, and that rut is when... The boys are chasing the girls, right? And they they are their mind is so wrapped up in that that the young boys, the young the young deer, young male deer, are really kind of so stupid. <laughs> that, mm-hmm. But you were earlier talking about mature deer as well. I'm mm-hmm. really harvesting a mature deer and worried about scent um, urine with mature deer. But during the rut, um, you know, the, are they checking uh, scrapes still and doing all that? Yes, but I'm talking about when they're when you see them running. I mean, they are chasing and chasing. It doesn't really matter about urine at all about by your tree because their 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 heads are down and I'm there on the trail. Ben, you're exactly right. So if you if you own a property or you want to dive in and look at all the research that's available online through all these universities, you have this scrape activity that peaks right at the end through the pre rut right up to the rut. And then they go closed, and you'll know they'll be closed because there'll be this huge wide open one that sometimes you'll find one that's six feet by six feet, multiple deer using this thing, just this big ripped up area. Well, four days into the rut, leaves are falling, and you walk by this thing, and it's half covered in leaves. Right. Well, why'd they quit using it? Because exactly what you're saying. They're, they're rut focused now. That's what they're doing. After the rut is over, not to the intensity of the pre-rut, but in the post-rut, you will start to see some of these scrapes open back up. Yep. You will start to see some of those those same ones open back up. No, that's a really good point. But I really do want people to understand, you know, deer deer don't just know they can't just know that it's human pee. I mean, they'd have to follow you around and smell you and learn you, learn your pee to to know that it's human pee. They don't just know that. 
unless you really are leaving a bunch of human scent behind and, and then they're starting to know that to take that even a step further when deer are born they don't even know humans are predators they have to learn that that's why a button buck will walk up right to your tree stand and lick the ladder that you just put your bare hand on and you're not going to have a, a five-year-old 10 point walk up and lick your ladder well humans are the same way i mean we don't know smells until we, we're taught what the smell is all behavior is learned that's exactly right so an orange that you're eating for breakfast as a child mm-hmm. as you eat that, you smell that, then you correlate that with the rest of your life, and and deer are going through the same process, for sure. Yeah, so deer communicating through urine, and this can actually go for human urine. Uh, You know, if a scientist were to collect urine, you can actually tell. It's specific to every single individual for mammals, every single one. So you can actually tell the diet, the age, and the gender, also the health of the individual by analyzing the urine. So deer are able to able to do that for for each other, um, but really for you, you know, I didn't say species, diet, age, gender, and health. Mm-hmm. They, it's hard for them to differentiate species. Right. And again, they they are able to learn that eventually. If a coyote, if they're standing there, if they, let's say they were able to see a coyote and they watched a coyote pee and the coyote runs off and they go up and smell it, well now they know they they could individualize something from that urine. That is coyote, but they had to learn that. They didn't just, they weren't just born knowing what coyote urine smells like. And to talk about urine, I mean, this may be disgusting to some people listening. Um, I was taught this in my recreation program um, back in college. And when we would go out as humans, we'd go out and we were recreating, exploring, hiking. We were always told to pee on a tree. Mm-hmm. So, like when someone had to go to the bathroom, the joke was go pee on a tree. But the reason behind that, was that as as the water would evaporate, it would leave behind what we're going to call salt, and we were always told that animals would go use that salt. Yeah. It was a it was a way to to give back to the animals. Is always the joke. <laughs> like, but why I'm sharing that is is when hunting, I didn't know what to do either, and so um, I didn't. I rarely got down out of the tree stand, but I would actually just right there the tree that I was at. I would continue that method right there behind me on the tree that I'm at. But I always wondered what impact is that having on my hunting success? You know, is it causing me any kind of problems? So it sounds like what you're telling me when we're talking about this myth that I'm okay to right there in the in the tree stand, pee on the tree. Yeah, and, and the myth really is, if we haven't clearly, clearly stated it, is that you shouldn't pee while hunting. And I, I really believe that you can. And I've been in both camps, and I, I have not seen a difference. As a matter of fact, I've seen more curiosity in, in deer and them doing things when I am urinating out of the tree stand than when not. So it, it almost like it increases a little bit of activity. So they have done studies for this, which the thing about deer and scent is that, and it's kind of a reason for me that deer are so enamoring, is that they seem to kind of be such a simple animal, but we don't know everything about them. We don't truly know how their smell works. We estimate that it's 300 times better than human, but that's an estimation. We think we know that they smell in stratuses, meaning like layers. We used the example in an earlier podcast, uh, like a cheeseburger. We grab the cheeseburger, we smell maybe the cheese, or kind of as a whole, we smell the cheeseburger, but they smell the bread. They smell the mustard for you, the ketchup. They smell the meat. They smell the seasoning on the meat. They smell the, they smell everything in layers. And, and whole nother episode, but there is some research to back that up, but they don't know for sure. However, with any hypothesis, any theory in science, 
you've got to run some experiments to back that up. So they have done this with human urine. What they've done is they've opened up these mock scrapes, they've put buck urine in some, they put human urine in some, and then they left some completely with nothing, just opened up an area with nothing. Well, what they found was, then they put trail cameras on them to monitor the activity. Awesome, awesome tool. The ones that had no urine, they ignored. And then there was no noticeable differences in the frequency, the number of deer, and the age structure of deer that visited the human versus the buck urine. None. Hmm. Couldn't, have told, couldn't have told the difference. There was also studies that some included doe urine. See, there was a study that did buck urine, doe urine, human urine, and um, car scent wafers. Like actual smell good wafers. And they actually visited all of them. So it's kind of like they're peeking on this scent curiosity. So it's, oh, there's something new in my environment. I know this environment. What is that? It's new. So they're, they're going there and visiting that. The only real difference they found was that the buck and the humans got used a little bit more. So while they visited all of them, the buck and the humans got used even more, even a little bit more than the doe. Hmm. Which is crazy because yeah. what do people go buy and pour out all the time? No, take sixty nine, no urine, no estrus. Yeah. No That's what people are always pouring out. But even with that being said, if people are using that, it's going to be new to that area. Deer can individualize age, gender, all these things from urine. So I would say that pouring take sixty nine, whatever brand it is, there's all kinds. That's just kind of the most common one. If you're putting that into a scrape, I would say that that's either not as good or no different than human peeing into it hmm. because it, it's different and that's it's awesome. there's probably chemicals and preservatives right. in it too that they could probably smell. So a yeah. whole lot to dive in there and there's definitely two camps. I've been in both of them. Um, I hope that I, I've kind of supported my camp with a little the little bit of research that's out there actually in the deer world. This isn't, there's not a ton out there on this, but some of the most prevalent uh, doctors in deer research have provided some of the info that I've shared with you today That's and so I've cool. lived it and I've seen it and uh, I hope that makes sense to everybody. It does. No, it definitely does. When you gotta go, go. When you gotta go, go. Right. And if it keeps you, even if it just keeps you out there longer, even if you don't want to decide, you know what? I think Brian's right. P may actually help or Brian's definitely wrong. I'm gonna hold it or go in a bottle if you if if just going is going to keep you out there longer, then your odds are going to go up because you're spending more time in the woods. That's funny because so. we actually use that example in fishing. You know, if you will never catch a fish if your lure is not in the water. You got to keep your lure. So wet. you you got to stay in the woods to give that chance. Now I know I'm going to have some people asking, and I know the answer to this, but I want you to share. So um, we only talked about urine. Mm-hmm. So you know, defecating, poo, the number two. Is there much research on that? Is 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 that even something that, uh, that we even have any information on in regards to impact or not? Well, <laughs> I, I was going to get personal there for a second, but I'm not going to. Don't don't do it. I don't know that there's a lot a lot of research out there on that. However, um, what what comes out in our poo is is what we eat, right? And we also have a lot of uh, uh, cells shed. We shed blood cells and all kinds of our human cells through. Our feces. So I would speculate that our feces is a lot more. You would be able to tell it's human a lot more than than urine. It's good. Yeah, so I mean, you you may guard against that for sure. Yeah, 
you yeah. might you might hold that <laughs> or or get down and go somewhere yeah. and then come back yeah, yeah. make a yeah. cat hole and bury it all right Sounds well good. i think that's probably enough about our bathroom habits in the wood i hope you guys are spending some time outdoors if you're a hunter i hope that you are taking time put the cell phone down and truly enjoying creation while you're out there need to go to the bathroom then go to the bathroom if you love our podcast we would love the support find uh, our link to our patreon through our link tree follow us on instagram facebook tiktok tiktok we like to post videos and pictures about our topics as we're going through our podcast as well as some of the things that we're out doing and teaching definitely whatever platform you're listening on download like our episodes leave us a review to let us know how we're doing most of all we appreciate everybody's support we hope that between now and the next episode of the meant to be outdoors podcast you find time to go outdoors. Thank you for listening to the Meant to Be Outdoors podcast, hosted by Brian Hoffmeyer and Ben Brandell. Please help us by subscribing. Also, follow along on TikTok, Instagram, and Facebook.